Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. standards for an apple. This isn't that ugly at all. Like that's the most common first box like complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door like. But what you why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello, folks. This is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Here at Barefoot is Legal Radio, we share general tips, information, benefits of barefooting, um, and just different aspects of the barefooting lifestyle and how that interrelates and correlates to our daily lives. As barefooters, barefooting isn't just you know, a small part of our lives. Of course, you know, it's probably not everything that in our lives, but at the same time, it is something that interacts and um, it's something that interacts and is affected by and affects every aspect of our lives, um, every aspect of how we interact and navigate the world, really. And I know that may sound kind of, like, okay, that's a bold statement or that's a lot, but it's not. And um, for me, Phoenix here, um, and I will be solo hosting today. Um, unfortunately, Audrey was um, not able to be here today because of um, scheduling issues and stuff. Um, so I apologize for that, you know, last minute um, thing again. Um, and oh, and also again, um, we started the show a little later, and we only ran one ad because there were some technical difficulties, again, um, with getting the show started and having to um, recall back in and trying to get things running. Um, so again, apologize for any inconvenience. Um, but yeah, back to how barefooting is something that is really an integral part of all the intersecting pieces of our lives. Um, I understand that to people that don't barefoot or um, don't understand it and have never thought about it, um, it may not seem like that's true. And even for some people who are barefooters, sometimes 
it may be one of those things that it's such a part of your life that you don't really think about it as consciously um, or think about those interactions as consciously. Um, But it is a big integral part of, you know, how we navigate the world. Social norms and social contexts are a very big thing um, for me as somebody um, with autism or who is autistic and ADHD um, and really analyzing the world in the way that I do and also understanding myself and how I fit into the world and sometimes don't fit into the world. Um, I become very aware of these um, social contexts, even when I don't fully understand them um, as social cues um, and it can be hard to decipher the meaning. I'm still very aware of them. I think a lot of people, um, who um, are, you know, autistic can relate to this. And there are a lot of autistic barefooters. Um, there's, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone who barefoots is autistic or has, or has ADHD or anything like that by any means. Um, and I'm not saying that all people who are autistic barefoot. Um, but most of my online interactions with barefooters, um, you know, for me personally, as someone who can relate to these people, um, you know, through that general um that mutual, you know, understanding of being autistic um, and also being barefooters, you know, a lot of the people I interact with online who are barefooters are also autistic and a lot of them also have ADHD. Um, and so, and I, and I think that there's a lot of sensory aspects to that for sure that we're not even aware of sometimes. Um, issues with interoception, forced masking. Um, I often find myself, even when I'm alone, um, having to justify my ADHD and autistic traits because it's something that's so ingrained within us. And um, and so there can be a lot of aspects of the sensory aspects of barefooting that I really um, am still understanding and still being aware of. And even if I understand them and maybe aware of them at other times, my awareness of them could change. Um, but at the same time, it's something that's very, um, barefooting is something that's very important for me, um, for my nervous system, for my well-being, and for stimming and for um, just allowing my mind and body to work the way they need to. And that goes beyond uh, my autism into other chronic illnesses and disabilities and other facets of health. Um, but barefooting is some, a very important thing within my life, and it's a very important thing within many people's lives, regardless of why or how or when or how often um, they do it. Um, and, you know, uh, I – and. Although I may not always be, and other autistic barefooters may not always be aware of the social um, cues and the intentions and meanings of social interactions, you know, we can become painfully aware of um, how much we don't fit in or um, understand or navigate, you know, correctly in the way that is socially right. Um, as if there's a morality behind these awkward traits, um, you know, we become very painfully aware of it, even when we don't understand it. Um, we can become painfully aware of these interactions um, and the discomfort and obsessing over, you know, what I do wrong. And so at the same time, you know, for me as someone who obsesses over these things, you know, it can become something that my mind becomes fixated on. And um, And I'm sure that there are other people that relate to this because, you know, Regardless of what your, um, you know, neurodivergent condition or disability is, you know, when you don't fit into these social norms, you know, it's something that, and it's something that you can't really control. Um, I mean, you need to do your best to work through and learn, um, but it's not like you can just cure yourself 
um, it's hard not to obsess over these things, right? It's not, it's really hard. And it's hard also to fit in with people. It's hard for, um, you to, for, you know, people to not kind of zoom on in on you because unfortunately I think in mainstream culture, there really is this, um, kind of like underground, not underground, but like just, well, I guess underground, but like in a way in our minds, um, but there's just this underlying, sense of social norms policing um and it, and when you really look at it, it starts to take away the humanity and when you're a neurodivergent person or have a disability and that's something that really um causes people to kind of draw their attention to you sometimes and and sometimes we can get in our heads too much about that because of the times it does happen but again you're not crazy but when you also factor in being a barefoot and the social shock of that in terms of you know of quote unquote violating social norms, um, it you know that can be an amplified thing. And and then if you have some kind of um, social communication disability or um, neurodevelopmental um, cognitive or um, any other type of neurodivergent you know condition that may impact your um, understanding and your behaviors in social situations, it becomes really hard not to obsess over that. Um, but I'm here to remind you that you're not doing anything legally or morally wrong. There's nothing wrong that you are doing as a barefooter. You have that right to barefoot here in the United States in public spaces. That is your right. There are no health codes against it. And I understand that can be really um, suffocating to obsess over these social norms and it can feel like a prison. Um, but these things only become a prison if you allow them, if you allow yourself to become imprisoned in your mind. Um, and of course, there's always going to be certain situations, you know, for your job where you may have to do what you got to do. You know, I'm not here to tell people to, you know, completely screw yourself over um, in terms of employment and things like that. But as, you know, a patron, a customer, or as just as a person, you know, a member of the public, you have that right to barefoot in public spaces. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. And it's, you know, I'm some, I'm very passionate, you know, about barefooting, you know, as somebody that needs it in my life. Um because I'm very passionate about rights, you know, I'm very passionate about justice. And as much as I love doing this, sometimes it's hard because why? Why do we have to still talk about this? Why do we still have to even go on about it? Like just, it, it, you know, it, it, it's hard because, you know, obviously if, it's, if, if there's a need for it, you know, that's what we're going to do and I'm going to keep doing it. But sometimes it's just becomes very annoying with the anti barefooting bullcrap and the social norms policing, because it's like, there are bigger things, there are bigger problems. There are bigger things that I would rather be talking about and bringing attention and addressing. And that's not to undermine the importance of barefooting, but if anything to show how ridiculous it is to even be hung up on whether or not someone's wearing shoes and to discriminate, like, Get over yourself. There are bigger problems in this world. If you are upset by somebody's bare feet, please get a life. Please get some awareness. Please look around you and focus on what matters. There are genocides. There are people dying. There are horrible, horrible, horrible things happening in this world. 
And people still, still, for some reason, are so offended by other people's bare feet. Get a life. Get a life. And I'm sorry if I seem kind of aggressive today, but I'm sure there's a lot of other barefooters out there that feel the same exact way. Especially as, you know, I think most of us as barefooters, it helps us have a better connection to our bodies and ourselves. And it helps us break through a lot of these illusions. And I think that there's, a um, you know, barefooting has helped me on so many different dimensions. Um, and it's not a cure-all and it's not something that happens overnight or even, you know, you fully, you know, have this massive journey in a month. You know, it's something that I've been really doing since 2020 and, um, you know, I don't, and, and I still, you know, wear shoes from time to time as I need to, um, because again, I'm listening to my body and my equilibrium and my limitations because of other disability issues. And that's what I need to do for me, you know, but at the same time, as I've done this since, you know, 2020, um, especially, you know, once COVID hit and shutdown happened, um, that, you know, and I was able to just be outside more and just. Um, really take that time to connect with nature. That was my senior year of high school. And so suddenly I was able to do, you know, my homework outside in the backyard rather than at school all day. And I realized how much better it helped me focus. And then once I immediately went into college, you know, I was able to get just so much more benefits um, being barefoot than I ever would have wearing shoes with learning. Um, But it is something that has helped me, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, probably other aspects of life that I can't even think of. You know, I think that it's something that's helped me just on so many levels. Cause to be honest, I'm not sure what all I listed. <laughs> so I think maybe I covered everything, but if I didn't, you know, and still like just energetically, like I just, it's, I don't know. There's so many aspects to it. It's helped me a lot with healing and processing things. Um, But it's a journey that has happened. And I think as it helps me come back more into my body and recognize things, you start to recognize a lot more of what matters and what doesn't. You start to connect with your body. You start to connect with the earth. You start to connect with humanity on a deeper level. Um, and, 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 and maybe not for everyone, I don't know, but I think most of us do, um, that we've talked to anyway, a lot of the people that, you know, we've had on the show that have talked, um, you know, it seems like there's a very much deeper meaning behind it. And I'm not saying that you can't be a deep person and have these deep awakening experiences, you know, if you, you know, aren't a barefooter, um, you know, everyone's got their own needs and preferences and I'm not going to tell you what to do, you know, um, Everyone's got their own limitations. Um, But I still think it's really important to take that time to connect with the earth. And I think as, you know, a lot of us, you know, get to this point, it's just you start realizing that it's all really stupid that they're, I mean, you already knew it was stupid, but you start to more and more and more and more realize how stupid it really is that people even care about whether or not you're wearing shoes at all. Because there are so many worse things going on in this country, around the world, everywhere. And, and, and people have the audacity to be so offended by whether or not someone is wearing shoes or not in a store or even at gas stations, I'll get comments, you know, with the cold weather, you know, you'll get comments and, you know, and it's just, it is incredibly frustrating. So if you're frustrated, if you're annoyed, that is completely valid. All of those feelings are completely valid because there are bigger fish to fry and, um, you know, and I think it's hard. I think it's hard to always even to know how to handle the, you know, discrimination, the backlash, because 
there's, I think there's so many different feelings that can be sparked by it. And a big one is why does it matter? Why do you care? There are bigger issues. I've got bigger issues in my life. You know, um, you can, and, and it can just sometimes feel like that last straw, just like leave me alone. You know, when you're just in a store, maybe after work or whatever, barefoot or, you know, just getting your things and you got somebody, you know, telling you some bull crap about, hey, why are you barefoot? Or you shouldn't be in here barefoot or ah, harassing you over your barefooting or whatever, you know. It's just sometimes in the last straw, like really one more stupid thing I got to deal with, one more attack at me. But I think it's hard because a lot of us, despite living in an individualistic system, um, there's really this false sense of individualism, these false senses of status and money and wealth and power and, ugh, you know, um, that, that true identity has been lost from us. We've been so disconnected from our true identity, caught up in all these things that don't matter, pointless social norms, pointless um, fashion, even like, you know, rather than and fashion should be something that is about expressing yourself your creativity, what you like, your preferences, you. It's not about fitting into this, you know, trend. And not all trends are bad, you know. Sometimes it's like, you know, either. But when it becomes this point of losing your identity, losing yourself, losing how you want to express and exist in the world to please other people, it's a problem. You've lost your identity. And think about it. All these false ideas of individualism, be your own person, be your own identity, be independent. We've lost our identity. Most of us. And there's so many other social factors to which why so many people have lost their identity. But this system of status really removes that from us, you know, where the things, the clothes we put on our body, whether or not we're wearing shoes, it doesn't become about, you know, just living your life and doing what you want to do and doing what makes you comfortable. It becomes, you know, all these things become about other people, other people's thoughts and opinions and what they have to say about it. You know, I think in this individualistic system, we really have lost our identity. And that's kind of the guise, the illusion, that as we're gaining our identity and being our own person, we're actually losing it. All these ideas of status and the ways that we are supposed to build ourselves up, there is no meaning in it. There's no love, there's no connection, there's no identity, there's barely even any, there's barely any, there's really not really any love for the self in it. And I think it's important for us to really recognize that and push past that. And this um, harmful system of individualization that has been put on us, that is actually a system of alienation. And I think as people step into self-actualization, which is the opposite of self-alienation, and start to do things that benefit them and are good for them, like being barefoot, um, you know, like we do here as barefooters. And the way that it challenges social norms, it's, it's, it's threatening to people, um, really. And a lot of people never admit that. Um, but it's, it, there, there's just, it, it is deeply upsetting because I think there's so many different feelings behind why it's deeply upsetting. There's a sense of jealousy. There's a sense of, oh, you think you're better than me. There's a sense of what you're doing is wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Or this is unsafe, the fear mongering. Um, there's this idea of morals or, again, the worst thing you could be in this individualistic system about money is poor. Oh, no. Right. So, 
you know, again, just all, and I feel like there's so many other more emotions that I don't even know my brain can list right now. Um, but we've lost our identities and the more we do things to gain our identity. And this is something I've noticed and recognizing, um, understanding and, um, allowing myself to unmask with my ADHD and my autism and barefooting is a huge part of that. Um, barefooting is something that I require mentally, physically on, you know, sensory levels, stimulation levels. Um, so I don't lose my crap, you know, cause shoes will send me over the edge. Um, and as I've you know done these things to um, regain and reclaim my identity, you'll find that people will be upset. People will not like you. People will not like the way that you challenge social norms. People, and, and you have to remember, too, that the people that you see around you, the people that you're passing by that don't add value or meaning in your life, it doesn't matter. But we've been socially trained to believe it matters. Um, and a lot of this isn't even just out of caring about your opinion, but it's safety. It's, and it's not even, and, and physical safety um, can be a huge aspect of that, but even safety from ostracization. And I was actually reading something that I came across today, um, and it was, it was in a very different context. Um, but um, anyway, it was talking about how um, ostracization is a form of psychological torture, and how this is something that is kind of propagandized. It's something that's created within social norm dynamics that are very toxic. And so, you know, there is going to be some isolation and ostracization that you may experience when you are reclaiming your identity. But isn't it worth it? Believe me, some days it doesn't seem like it. Some days it's hard to leave my front door because I can worry about the ways that I'm being socially perceived beyond my barefooting, every aspect of um, the way that my brain is wired and the way that I interact socially, um, among other horrible experiences. But at the same time, you have to reclaim that for you. And we cannot allow them to let us live in fear. And we can't allow anyone to allow us to live in fear. And I know that may sound dramatic because some people are like, well, I'm not scared. Blah, blah, blah. No, under the surface, most of us are. I think on some level, most of us really are terrified on some level. And these aren't things that are necessarily in our current physical environment, but they are things that come from other experiences that severely wounded us. And then we live in this um individualistic system where there is no support system. There's no one there for us, you know, with our wounds. And if you didn't have the basic support system, the bare minimum of support systems within society, then you're especially screwed, right? And so this system of individualism has really um, also put this false mask on us of, I don't care what you think. I, you know, or, oh, it's fine or whatever. Like, you know, I think a lot of people, um, act like they don't care, care what they think, or they don't allow things to affect them because you're not supposed to, right? You know? And so it's just these constant contradictions. And, um, oh, and I do see that there's a caller's hand up. Um, so, um, sorry, I'm, I don't know if that quite wraps up the point that I was trying to make, but, um, 
you know, and and this show is unscripted, so, you know, these are just my brain rambles of the day, right? Um, But I will let you on in a second, caller. Um, But just I think it's really important for us to address the fact that we have had our identities taken from us on so many different levels as people. Um, And every time we do something for ourselves, it is going to get some pushback, but it is worth it. And within that, you will find the people who are meant to be a part of your life that you are meant to interact with. And again, the strangers at the grocery store and at the gas station, what value and role do they really play in your life? You know, but we've been so socially trained to care about everyone's opinion. And it is scary to be ostracized. It is scary to be weird. It is scary to not be normal because there are social threats to it because, again, we're not allowed to be ourselves, right? So remember, you're not doing anything wrong, barefooting. Keep doing what you're doing. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong, okay? And know that this pushback is normal, but you are stronger than this, and you're already showing you are by allowing yourself to be yourself enough already. So I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's um, really all I had to say. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and let's call her on. Okay, it's loading. I think it's still loading. Hello? Okay, I can't hear Hello, caller? I believe you're on air now. Hello? I don't know if it's my phone. Okay, I saw the hand up. Um, if you, and so, yeah, I don't know if you meant to want to talk on air, but for some reason it's not. Hello? can't tell if it's uh, letting on the other line or if you actually wanted to talk or not. Um, okay. Um, well, I apologize if it's a technical issue on my end. Um, I'm not sure why I can't hear you if you're trying to respond. Um, I... I'm not sure. I'll run a quick ad break and see if maybe it'll let me after the ad break if you still want to talk. Um, but sorry about that inconvenience. I don't know why. Um, but I'm going to run a quick ad break real quick um, and see if like it'll at least let me run the ads. Double check if it's a computer problem. Um, but then we'll be back. This was um, this is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Um, and we'll be back after this short ad break. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% 
of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle and you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hey everyone, Proof here again. I want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. 
So I want to introduce you to my friends over at groundwithagarden.com, and you can get yourself hooked up with a vertical garden that you can grow inside or outside of your house. So if you have a back patio or you don't have room outside, you can grow in either way. And I have a bunch of stuff growing on mine. I have pictures to share. I love this thing. This is the best garden and most successful that I've ever had for gardening for my own self. So let me give you the website again, groundwithagarden.com. That's groundwithagarden.com. Hello, folks. We are back with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Here at Barefoot is Legal Radio, we talk about, you know, the general tips, tricks, support, general asking, um, and our, the barefooting lifestyle and experiences. Um, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. No laws have ever existed. No health codes have existed. And also, it is there are zero laws against driving a car barefoot. So, you are not doing anything legally or morally wrong. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Keep doing what is best for you. Um, listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Listen to whatever aspect of you that is telling you that this is something you need to do. And... Learn to love and embrace that part, again, despite all the social norms and crap, um, like I was talking about earlier. Um, I have a caller who had their um, hand up. Um, I don't remember if it's if you press one or if you press three. It um, shows that you want to be on the air when you call, so I don't know if this is an accident or not, but I'm going to try to let this caller on because um, if you wanted to talk today, I definitely want to give you a chance. I'm not sure if it was just a computer issue on my chance, so we're going to try this again. I think it's not one okay. Hello, caller. Um, did you mean to um, press to speak on air with us? Hello? Okay, I'm going to take that as a no. Um, hopefully, it's not just a tech issue. Um, I'm sorry if um, it is an issue on my end. Um, I apologize. Um, but, yeah, if you guys, um, you know, need any um, aspect of community that you're looking for with barefooting, I definitely recommend um, checking out the uh, Facebook group. It is a private group. Um, you'll have to ask a couple of questions to get in, but it's just to make sure that we have, you know, the right people in the group to keep it a, you know, a safe environment. Um, and because there were just problems in the past, you know, when it was public group. Um, but the group on Facebook is Barefoot is Legal. Um, the public Facebook page is also Barefoot is Legal. Um, and you can check out more information at barefootislegal.org. Um, if you find yourself running into 
um, a lot of like trouble or pushback, you know, discrimination when you're out in public barefooting. Um, I definitely recommend checking out barefoot is legal, um, dot org because there will be some like information there that you can actually print off for yourself um, and carry some documentation around you for different um, states. And um, there'll be like a state's right card thing. Um, I'm trying to bring it up now actually so I can look at it, um, make sure I don't, I don't know, miscommunicate. Um, but yeah, under laws, um, you can go to hit downloads. Um, there's, different sections, but it'll take you to um, the same page. Um, But under laws, there's downloads uh, by state, um, driving, corporate letters, workplace, reported unfriendly business. So if you also, you know, just have kind of had some really bad experiences um, with different businesses and you feel the need to report them, you can report an unfriendly business here. And this also helps other people um, be aware of unfriendly businesses. Um, but there's yeah, different documentation that you can print off for yourself and carry around with you. Um, so there's stuff from like the health department, um, the ADA cards, um, which I believe does stand for, um, the American Disability Act, um, recognizing that, yes, I did look it up and that was the first thing that came up. So it's gotta be, um, but yeah, so they're recognizing that barefooting is an accommodation for different medical and health reasons. And that also includes mental health. Um, and you know, like ADHD and autism are also, you know, included within that um, because of the mental neurodivergent aspects of health. Um, So, yeah, you, this is a protected right. Um, So there is an ADA card thing um, with disabilities. There's also um, state civil rights cards, um, acknowledging um, your right to barefoot for religious, cultural, or personal beliefs. Um, But also, again, personal beliefs is just can have to do with the fact that barefooting is your way. Like, honestly, you, you do not owe anybody any extra information. Um, it's actually illegal for um, employees or even business owners, store owners, whatever, to ask about your um, medical and like information and even including with your mental health because that does violate HIPAA. Um, they cannot ask about your religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or anything like that um, or ask about your cultural or heritage aspects of barefooting. Um, You do not owe them an explanation to justify why you do it. The fact that you do it for these reasons is already a justified explanation enough. So I hope that made sense and came out coherently. Um, But yeah, there's also some other stuff that you can check out at barefootislegal.org. So I recommend checking it out. Um, we also have a link tree link. So there's, um, I've got the show for this week tagged, you know, barefoot is legal, but there's also some different articles, um, on the benefits of barefooting. Um, some get more into the science study aspects. Um, so the, and also our other social medias. Um, so there's some articles and information there that you can check out. Um, the link tree, though, itself, 
if you just type in L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Barefoot is legal, so B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T-I-S-L-E-G-A-L. If you type that in, tree slash barefoot is legal with a period in between um, the R in the first E and tree, if that makes it any easier to explain. If you go there, um, there'll be more information and stuff that you can read through and check out. So I definitely recommend doing that if you um, are interested. Um, but if you are looking for more of the community aspect, I definitely recommend checking out the Facebook group since it is um, pretty much the only platform where, you know, members of the community can directly interact with each other. Um, but if you're having any problems ever at all within the Facebook group or anybody who is a part of the Facebook group me messaging you anything inappropriately, like just, you know, um, if there's any issue at all, contact admin team and they will take care of it. If this kind of um, just crossing of boundaries and violating of just personal, you know, space, unsolicited crap, you know, it will not be tolerated. Um, this is a family-friendly group we're in, and this is a group where we want everyone to be safe and respected. Um, and the admin team, you know, it does everything they can to ensure that. So if there is any problem at all, please report it to the admin team and they will take care of it. Um, but yeah, and again, just be kind, guys. Like Audrey says, be kind, help, help when you can, don't be a jerk. I think I said that right in order. I'm hoping I did. Um, but yeah, just, and you know, harassing people is never helping, so don't do it. <laughs> but again, if you feel like, you know, there's something going on um, with anything in the group that you feel like needs addressed, please contact the admin team, of course. Um, yeah, remember, there are no laws. But again, guys, remember, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, and so I understand that it can be very draining and very exhausting and very just frustrating. And again, like I was saying earlier, just annoying. Like, why does this matter? Get a life. Like, there are better things, more important things to be upset about and angry about. Like, there's so many horrible things going on in the world, even in this country. Like, come on. Like, there are much, much bigger fish to fry. There are much bigger problems than worrying about whether or not somebody is wearing shoes. And so, yeah, your frustration, your anger, all of it is completely justified. And I think that's what's great that Barefoot is Legal exists. Is It's, you know, an organization here where we can, you know, keep pushing for that and awareness and encouragement and knowledge um but also the you know there's this community of support that proof has created um and i think facebook group you know if you're looking for that support i think it's really good to find um places online where you can connect with other people if you are not able to do that in your physical life i think the internet you know it can be a very horrifying place at times for sure but there's so much beauty within that and i think it's hard um for us to often look at both sides of that um, as a society, but, you know, the internet currently, you know, I don't really see it going away. Um, you know, it's, um, I mean, and imagine if it did, how, like, think about how embedded it, it is within our lives, within our social structures, um, and has been for the past, like, 20 years, especially, but I know it's been around a little bit longer than that. 
So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like think about how much it's really just embedded itself even further over the decades. Um, so I think it's really important to find that sense of community, especially if that's something that you're looking for. Um, and I think that it's also important to remember that don't bring your crap. You know, if you are somebody that is going to, you know, bother or be, you know, a nuisance and harass anybody in the group, no, nope, you're not wanted here, get out, you know. Um, there are so many different types of spaces that exist online and there's um, so many different ways that you can interact and connect with people in the way that you're looking for. And, um, and that's one of the beautiful things, but I think that's also where people need to remember that and be respectful, find the different spaces um, for different things. And um, the community is so important. And I think that it's a really great, beautiful thing that, you know, the internet has allowed community like communities like barefoot is legal, you know, to exist and for people to be connected and to help push for these rights that already exist, but are constantly challenged and looked at as somehow um, doing something, you know, morally wrong, at least in terms of social norms and, you know, values and morals do often go very intertwined complicatedly within um, social norms. But at the same time, I think sometimes people base too much morality on certain social norms that we, that we kind of focus more on the social norms or the norms aspect of what's right or wrong rather than looking at inside, looking through the lens of empathy and love and looking at what is right and what is wrong. Because I think, unfortunately, too, even when we condone things, in this system of um, morals, social morals, and social norms. Um, there's a lot of things that we may still condone, but we don't actually fully even take the time to look at the extent of um, how bad they are. You know, it's more of like, oh, well, it's wrong because it's wrong, rather than looking at the damage and the pain and the agony and any kind of hurt that is inflicted on people or just the wrongness of, even if it's something that's minor, like hurting someone's feelings, like we look more of like whether or not it is socially appropriate rather than the emotional aspect of it. And I think that's something that even I can still struggle with. I think we all kind of struggle with, if we're self-aware enough, I think we can definitely see that we all struggle with these things still on some kind of basis. And it's, and, and I think honestly, the more you work to dismantle, um, harmful schemas, the more you can slowly become aware of them. And even sometimes as I talk on here, I'll become more aware of things. I personally find it interesting. Um, but I think it's really hard because I think that it's really hard regardless of what end of things um, you are with even minor conflicts. You know, we can obsess over more so of the social norms of what is right or wrong than the emotional aspect. And I think it's really interesting um, how, you know, even someone like myself who has always felt like I have to hide how much I care, how emotional I am, I can often, you know, feel like um, too much. And I think it's interesting how, you know, how empathy and love we can often feel like too much. And, 
I think a lot of barefooters that I've personally met relate to that. Um, because when you really take that time to become in your body and try to like heal and come in touch with your heart space, you especially start to realize how much you care and that can just immediately feel like too much burdening, burdening to yourself, burdening to others because of the system we live in where it's more about social norms and these mental structures rather than living through the heart. I think living through the heart is really the only true way for us to live, you know, with your feet planted on the earth and um, just kind of connected to the earth's heartbeat in a way. Like, I think it's just like, that's where I feel like my kind of like allows me to really get in that space of like leading with the heart, but it is really hard, right? The head always takes over the mind, you know, it's uh, operating the control center, and um, I think that living through the heart is also, you know, loving yourself, you know, the mental stuff, the things that we tell ourselves, the, you know, nasty things, the criticism, you know, the discrimination, you know, that you may get for barefoot or any other socially, quote unquote, inappropriate thing that, again, isn't hurting anyone that you may be doing, you can... um really get caught up in all these trying to explain this the best way but like you're really caught up in these words and these ideas and these thoughts and these mental structures and these rules and these ideas and that you know we lose sight of ourselves and loving ourselves and I think most people even when we hate ourselves well, if we were to live fully in our heart space and really fully to embrace that and barefooting is something that helps me, allow, allows me to fully live in my heart space. And so I hope this, I also give you guys something to think about when you guys are able to connect with, you know, the earth or nature or however you do, you know, um, however you prefer um, to barefoot. Um, rather than being a nuisance um, with these thoughts, but Sorry, we can, I think underneath all the self-deprecation that can rattle through our minds and kind of consume us is a hurt person a lot of the times. It's our hurt. It's our pain. And it's not this really about ourselves and hating ourselves. It's about the people that have hurt us in the past. Going back to like wounds, like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, it's those things that we never really healed from. And I think barefooting allows this kind of opening up of the mind and body to and, and emotions in the heart space to really feel experiences in the body. I think the sensory grounding aspects really pulls a lot of people in your body, regardless of whether or not you have sensory, like, issues um, or what, you know what I mean? Like, you know, with anxiety, with panic attacks, disassociation, with so many different aspects of mental health, grounding techniques, like, and um, and finding sensations in your environment is really important to, like, pull you back into reality, right? So I think that, and also, too, emotions are stored up in the body. Um, Our body feels them before our minds become aware of them, and there we can get caught in these loop cycles of emotions and, and burying things down. And I think for most of us under the self-deprecation is these wounds. It's not safe to be angry 
at least it wasn't in the past. And that timeline and reality of emotions is still playing out within us. It wasn't safe to be angry at them. It wasn't, or um, you didn't feel like you were allowed to be angry at them. You, you know, there's all these cycles of how our past wounds of not being allowed to feel a certain way and having nowhere to put it. You can't put it where it actually belongs. So where does it go? It, you internalize it on yourself. So that way it doesn't hurt anyone else. And then that can become a dangerous cycle of isolation even. And I think if we were to fully look below the critic, allowing the criticism um, to hurt us on a deeper level and these, um, and these kind of attacks to our self-esteem and when we receive backlash as we try to reclaim our identity or do what's right for us. Cause even doing what's right for you, that's a part of your identity doing what's right for your body, your mind, your emotions. That's a part of who you are. And the way that we express ourselves and interact in our world, that's a part of our identity. And, you know, there's so many of these intersectionalities and multitudes of who we are. And I think something that really helps me deal with the criticism, discrimination, backlash um, is remembering that other people are hurt. The way that I internalize it on myself, other people are taking it out on me. And the way that I... Um, and these are strangers. These are people. They can imagine how sad that is, right? So, uh, you know, it's reminding that, okay, like, but then also remembering that these self-deprecating feelings don't come from me. In my heart space, do I really hate myself or am I just hurting? And, again, in other people, do you really hate other people? Are you really upset about somebody being barefoot? Or are you upset about the fact that they're living free? or that you could never do that, or some other deeper reason, or because you're upset because of the fear-mongering. Does it trigger the fear-mongering you received every time you tried to go barefoot? I think a lot of people are just triggered sometimes even. I think underneath hatred for others is hurt, and underneath hatred for ourselves is hurt. And if we could really just allow ourselves to come in our bodies, connect with the earth, and recognize that it's just hurt and it's just pain, and understand where it comes from. What, who is really responsible even? We would have so much clarity. We would feel so much freer as barefooters or any other aspect of our identity and ourselves to exist. And we would, and other people would, and, and even ourselves even at times, we would feel more willing, you know, and, and it can even be subconscious, but we'd be more willing to allow other people to exist. Because we recognize that their existence doesn't threaten us. Their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts, their opinions, their attitudes, none of it affects us. Even with crappy people, it makes it easier for us to allow those interactions, those strangers, those, those glances, those glares, those comments, those blah, passing by to just let them be who they are. And I don't mean in a sense of enabling, but in a sense of you're not going to take responsibility on yourself to change for people that are bigoted right? You know, that's not on you, right? Keep doing you. And instead, sometimes I think a lot of us too can put too much responsibility on trying to change other people's mindsets and perspectives to open them up to the truth that it puts this harrowing, I think that's the right word I'm looking for, but just this dangerous sense of responsibility and obligation on ourselves. It's not your job to explain to everybody in the grocery store, the gas station, the movie theater, or whatever about it. But at the same time, I find that balance by I give my own little rambles. You know, if like I've had this one experience with uh, the gas station being barefoot and someone asked me, like, oh, aren't you cold? 
And I was just like, no, I'm actually not. I was like, well, actually, with, like, the inflammation in my feet and stuff, the ground being cold is actually kind of like an ice ice pack because that day it really was an ice ice pack for me. And they were like, oh, okay. And so, again, I didn't feel this big responsibility to change their perspective and their mind on barefooting. But I still was able to open up a person's mind by just being like, actually, it's really good for me. And then just being like, okay, you know. So it's like, I get it. We want to change and influence things for the better. Um, But unfortunately, we can't put that much responsibility on ourselves, especially with these minor interactions. Instead, say what needs to be said. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to justify yourself. Say what needs to be said. Now, with that being said, sometimes you do kind of have to justify and defend yourself, right? Because, you know, different types of situations, different energy, different escalations, right? stay grounded really embrace the earth the ground even if you're on concrete you know the earth's energy the earth's electromagnetic field is a lot stronger than that i mean yes you may not get the same benefits as being directly connected to the earth's energy is a lot stronger than that bro you know (laughs) so you know really kind of take advantage of that like as you're barefoot and sometimes i'll just say something in my head like be a mantra or um, even something spiritual for you, or maybe it's just a word of affirmation um, or an emotional affirmer, whatever, just kind of saying something in your head um, that kind of pulls you back into your body and remembering that you are still connected and kind of just um, that's like, I I hope I'm explaining this well. Um, It's hard because for me, it is more of a spiritual thing and I don't want to like impose my own stuff too much, but um, for me, you know, I just really focus on, like, that connection, that energetic connection with the earth, not just physically and energetically, but across different dimensions and mentally. And it's something I'm still working on and strengthening and building more of a routine of doing. Um, especially when you get really overwhelmed, it can be hard when your brain is just so frazzled. At least for me, I'm struggling with metacognition. You know, I know things, but sometimes I don't always know how to use them or utilize them, especially when my executive function is, is but like, you know. Um, but at the same time, um, just focus on however you can kind of grounding yourself, stay calm, stay level-headed, stay as reasonable as you can, but do not back down. Standing up for yourself doesn't have to be aggressive and screaming in someone's face. Let's be honest, honestly, from experience and probably most people, most of the time when you're doing that, unless somebody is literally like coming for your physical safety at that point, most of the time you're having more of an emotional response to to it rather than, um, you know, if you actually felt so confident and strong in yourself, you know, you wouldn't need this emotional response, right? So really ground yourself. And instead, just say what needs to be said. Keep that strength. Keep that energy. Keep that confidence. Keep that you will not mess with me. You will not take my rights away from me. I know my rights. You don't. You know, keep that energy, but try to be level-headed and be as calm as possible about it. Because unfortunately, too, with the whole social norms crap, you're more likely to be made into a crazy person than the actual crazy person. Because... And that's not meant to be offensive to anybody um, with mental health issues at all. Um, I personally, you know, um, that's not how I mean it. But people who are literally, what, harassing someone for being barefoot? Unfortunately, I can't explain what that is other than just a crazy level of arrogance and ignorance. 
And, um, but unfortunately, you know, Audrey's been in situations, you know, I've been, I've known other people been in situations. I don't know if I can really recall a particular situation in general right now. Um, entirely like with another patron or anything like that. Mostly it's been me dealing with like people that work there, um, at different places. But a lot of the times it's a lot easier for them to make you into a crazy person than the one who is harassing you. And so unfortunately you do especially have to keep your calm and try not to lose it. And again, that's not about taking away your identity or your rights, but that's about balancing yourself and grounding yourself and operating just enough within social norms as you need to, but also not allowing them to police that social norm of you being barefoot. Right. And you have to kind of find that balance. Um, and it can be really hard, but, you know, I just focus on the facts. There are no laws. Hey, there are no laws or health codes against barefoot in the United States. It's illegal for you to have a store policy against me being in here barefoot. Like, that's pretty much what I say. Something along those lines. I was like, I'm not breaking any laws. I'm not breaking any health codes. It's actually my right to be in here. And, you know, you could say, unfortunately, I, you have you are misinformed. Um, but there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public space in the United States. And this establishment does still count as a public space. It is illegal for you to have a store business policy against me being barefoot in here. It is my legal protected right. I mean, you can give pretty much a million answers, even really focusing on the facts, however you want to. Um, but if you're really, if they're really being unreasonable, you know, sometimes I like to add, but if it's really going to be such an issue, I don't want to give my money to a, um, sorry, a business that is breaking the law by operating or allowing um, discrimination. And so you could word that um, a little bit differently, of course, but, you know, you can just throw in, I, I you know what, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I don't want to give my money to a place that discriminates and is breaking the law. It can be that simple. You can turn it around on them pretty easily because the thing is, is they're in the they're in the legal wrong. You're not. They may think that they're they are in the right, but they're not. So remember, they're wrong. You're right. <laughs> no, and I, you know, and sometimes that does help when dealing with it. That's something I have to remind myself sometimes is, hey, I'm right. They're wrong. Like, I'm not breaking any laws or health codes being barefoot here. So, again, I'm right. They're wrong, you know. So sometimes that kind of mentality does help um, and can kind of help combat anxiety um, and any nervousness or just um, any worries or concerns in general you may have. Um, and it, and it, it's I understand that it's not always that easy, right? And I remember, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not. There are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. There never have been. There are literally no, no laws against driving barefoot as well. You, you can go to that restaurant. You can go to that movie theater. Like, you can go to that grocery store. You can go to that gas station. Um, you can go to the library. Um, libraries are public spaces. Police stations, uh, fire, uh, fire stations, as they're called. 
Um, yeah. Um, sorry, brain today, right? Um, yeah, you can go to all these places. Like, I'm honestly about to bring up the um, state civil rights card, if it'll load today, since I still have the website open. Because, um, again, uh, check out barefootislegal.org. Um, oh, no, my laptop does not actually want to pull it up. Okay, so never mind. But um, it's just my laptop. It's not the website I've already checked. Sometimes my laptop doesn't like to, you know. But anyway, um, definitely recommend checking out barefootislegal.org um, for any information. If you're somebody that is experiencing auto discrimination and pushback, there's some documents that you can print out and um, carry around with you and have that proof. But um yeah, I understand that it's really hard and it can sometimes um, be overwhelming, but you're not doing anything wrong. Other people's opinions, other people's discriminations, other people's attitudes, misinformation, um, miseducation, any of that, it's not your fault. You know, people harassing you, it's not your fault. People just bothering you in general, like that's, that's not your fault. Okay, there's nothing that you are doing personally wrong by barefooting in public spaces, by driving barefoot. And unfortunately, even from family, um, I have I have I have family I have some family that's pretty supportive, and those are pretty much the only people I really want to talk to anyway. Um, but is if you're going to be supportive, but you know I have some family members that you know love to throw in the fear mongering and you know, get very freaked out. And it's like, obviously, I'm not an idiot, right? You know that, right? Like, you know me well enough to know I'm not an idiot, right? And sometimes that's what you want to say, you know? Um, Or it can just be worse than that even, you know? And I understand that a lot of people are dealing with um, a lot of different things. And with holidays coming up, with it being the cold time of the year. um, And, well, I mean, um, even with, uh, where am I going? Yeah. Just with, I mean, we've still had, what I'm trying to say is, uh, my, well, my next thought was like, well, we have had some warmer weather um, this time of year, which is a little bit concerning for me anyways. Um, but at the same time with it just being, you know, colder time of year in general and being around the holidays and um, that can be a very stressful time for everyone um, in general, but especially if um just dealing with family that isn't supportive um, and that can even have to do with barefooting. And um, just remember that their ignorance is not your responsibility. You, you should stand up for yourself. You should own your identity. And sometimes really all you just need to say is, I understand, but this is actually something that helps me and adds value to my life. I understand that it's not for you. I'm not asking you to like it, but if you love me, I need you to accept it at least enough to respect my boundaries because you don't deserve to be harassed. And maybe my voice came off a little intense, but that's because I'm trying to, you know, encourage y'all to like do what needs to be done. You know, if that's something that you're experiencing, you're allowed to set your boundaries. It doesn't have to be something that they like or even fully support, but if they love you and want you in their life, they need to not harass you. It doesn't matter if it's a stranger on the street or your family. You don't deserve to be harassed over doing something that is better for you, that benefits your life, that benefits your body and your mind. You know, it's, it's like I've already said multiple times, it's really, really, really silly and stupid to even be really worried about, you know, barefooting in general 
um, in terms of like a moral social thing when there's like all these horrible things happening, right? But I think that it can also be a little bit more complicated, yes, with families, because there may actually be some real misguided, led astray concern in it. You know, they care, they're concerned, but they're misguided with it. You know, they don't understand the importance. And so maybe if you're able to, calmly explain that. Maybe just explain the ways that, hey, this really helps me. It's not just about the fact that there are no laws or health codes against it. And yeah, but it's something that genuinely helps me. I need to do this for me. You may not understand it, but if you love me, I hope you understand why this is important to me, you know, and like you can do that. And again, and I believe in you. And even if that person completely freaks out on you, you don't deserve that. Their reaction is not your fault. It's not. Even if they completely lose it. You know, if you have to verify for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, I, any other aspect of health that I have not listed um, and have listed still, you know what I mean? Like all of them, whatever they are. If it is something that you have to do for you, that's what matters. That's what's important. At the end of the day, that should be what matters to them too. And if it's not, and then, and if you're going to get that reaction, know that it's not your fault. You don't deserve that. And there is going to be some natural pushback, like I mentioned earlier in this show, as you reclaim your identity and step into your identity. And that, not, unfortunately, is not just from strangers. That can be, could be in your own home, with your own family. That could be with friends. That could be with acquaintances, um, different communities you're a part of outside of the bear playing community, right? But again, you deserve to be accepted. But even when you're not accepted, you still deserve to live your truth. You still deserve to take care of your body. You still deserve to do what's right for you. You still deserve to love yourself. You still deserve to live your best barefoot lifestyle. <laughs> you know, even if they don't accept it, you still deserve to live your truth. And the truth is, it's really only you can take that from you, right? Because I think when we really, you know, start to look below all that stuff, like I was talking earlier, and look down into ourselves, even the self-deprecating thoughts, the mind that takes over that computer system that's been maladaptively rewired probably to hate yourself, right? When you go into your heart space, you're just hurt. You don't really hate yourself, not truly. You have all this pain and hurt that you have had, you, you weren't allowed to be angry, you know? And I even think about that, you know, in all the ways as a child with my autism, Barefooting was one of those things that I really needed. And there were times where I had to put on shoes. And I've even been looking at how that was a, and remembering how much harder that was, you know, for me, um, even though it's still like hard to explain everything, you know. But, you know, I started to feel like I was broken and there was something wrong with me. But I was, I needed, you know, these things. I needed barefooting. I needed so many other things that were weird and abnormal. Um, 
And I started to hate myself because my mind, like a computer, was wired into that. But in my heart space, I was hurt. I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel loved. Not that I didn't love myself. It it wasn't that I didn't accept myself or know that I was deserving of it in my heart space because love will show us so much. And and it'll even show us how we deserve to be loved, right? When we really look at love and we look at what other people deserve, it's like, wait a minute. After a while, I think it kind of, for me anyways, when my brain's wired, it becomes this kind of logical game of like, well, wait, why can't I give that to myself? Why am I not giving it to myself? Oh, because my hard drive up there has been corrupted, right? You know, into hating myself. So the system's crashing. I'll do what it should, right? And so I think underneath that, you know, there's just this hurt. You didn't feel loved. You didn't feel welcomed. You didn't feel accepted. Give yourself that. Give yourself what you deserve. Heal those wounds. And that doesn't mean be selfish. That doesn't mean don't give a flying crap about anybody else. That doesn't mean go around hurting people, freaking out on everyone. And believe me, I've had to learn my, you know, how to balance these things in my own ways, you know, especially with having meltdowns and things like that. But you really have to focus on loving yourself. And I think when we really love ourselves and we really know ourselves, like I said earlier, it's easier to allow people to be who they are, even when they don't love us and they don't accept us, because we don't feel the need to defend ourselves. We don't feel the need to have this source from them. And I think that also, too, there's so many insidious ways of needing that source from other people. We can become very toxic on both for both ends, you know, um, having that need. Um, so... Focus on building yourself up and loving yourself. That's the best way that you can be the best version of you for you and even for the people you love and the people around you. I'm sure you really don't want to get into a screaming match with someone over why barefooting is good for you or, you know, with a family member that can't act right, you know, if that ends up happening. Like, because I know some families are absolutely crazy. Um you know, if that is like the, you know, what ends up, if that's, you know, how it gets for some people because of the think of, you know, nobody wants that. But if you are, and I know I'm not making very much sense today, guys. I'm sorry. Brain and then last minutely, um, Audrey wasn't able to be on. Um, but if you want peace within you have to give that to yourself you have to be like hey I want this peace I deserve this peace um and I think that these traps and these criticisms and all this pain it only becomes our downfall if we allow it if we feed into it and I think there can you know and sometimes too again I think things can definitely escalate between people um, and we may not even realize the ways that we can cause the situation to escalate because we don't know who we are. We don't like who we are or we're not, you know, allowing ourselves to be ourselves, that that can really cause us to even escalate the conversation in ways that we don't realize until two people feel like it becomes a fight. Cause what is it about? They feel like they have to defend themselves. You're defending your identity. You're defending your rights. You're defending who you are as a person. You're defending your emotions. You're defending everything under the sun. 
rather than just listening and loving and accepting each other and listening to, well, why does this cause you pain? Why is this a problem for you? And unfortunately, I have some quite crazy family um, and some not really in the good ways. And, you know, I understand that um, holidays can be extremely extremely stressful and really hard and sometimes imaginably difficult and for some people in ways other people will not understand and may never understand. Um, and even when things get better, you know, as you get older, there can still, you know, be those really hard memories that, you know, holidays can be a traumatic time for some people growing up and it can make it really hard as you get into adulthood to even want to enjoy it or look at it or be a part of it. Um, and whatever you feel, whatever boundaries you need to set, those are totally valid, you know. And if family is not going to accept you for your barefooting or, you know, for these things, then why you have to do it? Like, it's totally valid to set those boundaries. I understand wanting to be respectful um, in people's homes, you know, to a degree, um, and maybe being more respectful while you're there. But if it's an issue, you know, but at the same time, if they're still going to bring it up at all and just not respect you for it, especially when you're trying to respect their boundaries and, you know, their limitations and respect their home and they're not going to respect your rights, especially even when you are abiding by these quote-unquote rules, right, then you're allowed to set those boundaries. You're allowed to not just want to be there or talk to people. And because I think these small things, reveal much deeper issues and not being accepted and supported because think about it barefooting is such a little trivial thing if that's a make or break thing for you and accepting and loving me then do you even accept and love me i mean food for thought just saying and i think that that's honestly a good mindset to have. Now understand that people can be misinformed and miseducated. It's not that they may want to outright, you know, discriminate you against you or hate you. But if you, you know, calmly through a place of vulnerability and empathy, while also a sense of strength and, and knowing yourself and knowing your identity, try to communicate those things to you and it is not coming through, you don't deserve that. It's not your fault. You don't need it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, and if you are trying to explain to someone over and over again or tirelessly even whatever, you know, about why something is important for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, um, your emotional health. Again, I'm sorry, guys, my brain today, so I keep forgetting which, what all I'm listing, but all those facets of health that matter. If you are trying to tirelessly explain something to someone and they're not getting it, sometimes it's because they don't want to. Sometimes it's because they can't see past themselves. Sometimes it's because they feel like they have to defend themselves more so than worrying about caring about you. And I think that it can be a hard thing to juggle. You know, so many different people, everyone has their own ecosystem going on within them and we can all live in these constant multitudes that appear to contradict and override and define each other um, quite chaotically sometimes. And I think it's important to have empathy and reason with people, but also understanding that empathy and reason isn't enabling. 
It is also just a reminding yourself that this is not your responsibility. You know, I think understanding um, psychology, the way that people work and understanding those things really helps us um, not put this unnecessary responsibility upon ourselves that ends up just hurting us. And I think a lot of people are definitely conditioned within these types of dynamics from a very young age. Often, most people who are stuck in them, you know, as adults, there's a reason why they got there, right? It's something they've been doing for so long, they don't realize they're doing it. It can be really hard. But you deserve to do what's best for you, and you deserve to take care of yourself. And there are much bigger issues in the world. Um, but, again, you know, even if it's because a person feels like they need to defend themselves and that's why they can't accept you, understand that that's a deficiency within them and within their own self-esteem. It's not about you. It's not, even if it feels like, or even if it is an attack on you, allowing yourself to have that shield of knowing that I'm not going to let this attack me. I'm not going to let this hurt me because I know my truth. I know the truth. I know how my body works. I know how my brain works. I know why this is important for me. I know why I need to do this. I know why I need a barefoot. I know why I need to be out with the trees and touch the earth and be at the grass and where else I'm going to go insane. I know why. You know, it doesn't matter if anybody else knows why. It doesn't matter if anyone else understands. It doesn't matter if anyone else thinks that it's a, a dumb thing that I should have better priorities or whatever or, oh, that's how does that really help or whatever. Taking care of myself should be one of my top priorities. I don't have children. It should be my top priority to take care of myself. You know, and I think any young person out there, your top priority, you know, should be take care of yourself. But that does not mean hurting other people. Because think about it, when you really can take care of yourself, you're not going to need to hurt and, and, and leech even in those subconscious ways that as unhealed people, we're not even aware of that we can do. Um, You know, rather than, you know what I mean, if we really know how to take care of ourselves and validate ourselves, um, and yes, we may not be able to fully do all of these things on our own. Remember, false individualism, it is important, you know, support systems are important. But if we're even afraid to, to... receive the help that is offered to us to accept the help that is offered to us um, and do what's right for us. We're hurting the people that are trying to help us, you know, we're hurting ourselves too. And so we're not really helping anyone. And so I think when we really know how to take care of ourselves, that's when we don't have these, you know, selfish tendencies. But I think that it's important to remember that we are all humans and we all have selfish tendencies. We all have selfish tendencies from our wounds. And sometimes that is necessary to a degree. Of course, do not go out and harm, like really just, you know, you know what I mean, harm people. You know, there's no justification of that, right? But we all have our own selfish tendencies. And sometimes it can be necessary for our healing. So be selfish with your barefooting, you know, don't care about other people's opinions about it. If that is selfish to not care about other people's opinions and to barefoot, even if it makes people around you, 
you know, uncomfortable, okay, be selfish. Because who are you really hurting? And then the other side of this is, well, how is it helping you? You're not hurting anyone, not really. People are just throwing fits, right? Just nitpicking, right? At that point, you're not really hurting anyone. And but then think about all the benefits it has for you. I'm pretty sure the scale of benefits is quite literally on the floor um, because it's weighed down so much higher while the scale of, you know, the problem is up in the sky because does that make any sense? You know, <laughs> like look at the way, I mean, weigh it out, pros and cons. Now there's certain situations where, you know, for safety, we do have to weigh out the pros and cons of barefooting in terms of our safety. But overall, barefooting is not an inherently dangerous thing. It's not morally wrong. It's not legally wrong. There are much, 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 much bigger issues in this world than whether or not someone is wearing shoes. Now, again, listen to your body. Understand and respect your limitations. We are all only human. Pay attention to the weather. Pay attention to how it's changing. Remember that when you are in lower altitudes hiking, that the ground is probably going to get colder, um, as, you know, especially when there's not as much sunlight on certain parts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.